Hey guys, welcome back to Between Sessions. My name is Ebony Harris. And I'm Elisa Bokeen. And we are two brown chicks changing the face of therapy on both, both sides, sides of, of the, the couch. couch. Yes! Yes! yes. For the no one knows Today we are joined by Sherilyn Littles and she's going to help us talk about trauma mm-hmm. and how that impacts us and what we need to do when there is trauma. Right. Um, and stability and trauma. Yeah. Stability and trauma. Yeah. Which, which people is, are saying, wait, what? what? Are you what sure? Are you? Can I do that? Is, is that possible? Instability and trauma. Right. Yeah, yeah. So we're excited to yeah. dive in. Yeah. yeah. Um, but of course, we want to first start off with just what is, uh, tell us more about your practice and how you're changing uh, mental health care for minority communities. Awesome. Well, first of all, thank you guys for having me this morning. Great, uh, t- Grateful to be here. I am uh, Sherilyn Littles. I am a licensed professional counselor. Mm-hmm. I am also the owner of Growth and Wellness Counseling Center. And so, yes. <laughs> the new. <laughs> right, I just recently started so that. So, so excited. You've been in agency work for about three to four years okay. now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. And so, before that, I did higher ed and college counseling and all of that. So, okay. now I'm transitioning into. Entrepreneurship. Yes, welcome <laughs> to the, the dark side. <laughs> the ups and downs, the roller coaster. Right. <laughs> We're here to hold you as needed. Thank you. <laughs> um, but so um, the reason why I wanted to start my own private practice is to really connect with my clients mm. on my terms. Mm. And so that my clients have that safe place where they can go live in their truth and heal from various different things that they've been through, especially within the minority community. Mm-hmm. Because we have, I think of course there's the stigma, like mm-hmm. you guys always talk about, of mental health. You don't have to be crazy right? <laughs> to go to counseling. You don't have to be in crisis. Right. You, you don't, don't have, have to be in crisis. Diagnosed mental illness. Right. It does not mean you're crazy if right. you go to see a therapist. Right. right, right. And I have a lot of clients, especially minorities, that deal with depression, anxiety, but they don't see how it's related to childhood trauma mm-hmm. that they've never dealt with. Right. right. And currently they're being triggered by something. And yeah. so you gotta identify, well what is it? Right. That's per- uh, presently going on, but can be stemming from something within your childhood, right. early adolescence, or even adulthood as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So just recognizing that trauma continues to impact you throughout your life. Yes. And if you haven't dealt with it. Right. Because then... a lot of us don't have the space yeah. to deal with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Within our circle of family, friends, different things like they always hear what happens behind closed doors, right. stays behind closed right. doors, or everybody just sweeps it. Under the rug, fake it till you make it. Right. We don't when do we make it? As trauma. Exactly. Right. That's the part. Like yeah. I feel like a mm-hmm. lot of us don't identify some of the things that we went through as trauma. trauma. It's just right. like, oh, that's just normal. It's or a pain under, struggle. Yeah, yeah. Or understanding what trauma is. Right. Like, I think we 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 have two different mm-hmm. things. People either you know the, the word trauma gets overused, like yeah. oh, right. you know I you know 
didn't get in to get my the right haircut and it was traumatic or something. Right, 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 right. <laughs> right. Right. So we either overuse it or we don't really understand mm-hmm. how trauma impacts us. Right. What it is mm-hmm. and how you define trauma. Yeah. Yeah. So I always tell my clients trauma is anything that disrupts or changes your emotional state, your physical state your behavior, mm-hmm. you know, it can be, uh, and every person's situation is different mm-hmm. because of how they were raised, different things like that. So one thing that could be traumatic for me may not be necessarily traumatic right. for the other person. Right. So even like you said, identifying were these particular events or situations in your life traumatic right. for you? Did they change the flow of how your day-to-day life went? Or, you know, did they catch you off guard? Right. Did it violate your boundaries? Different things like that. And for a lot of people, it's the struggle of identifying that was traumatic. Right. I didn't right. know it. Mm-hmm. Right. right. And so starting from there and moving forward. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And even recognizing that, because sometimes it's just like, oh, you just dealt with it and you kept moving. But like you say, and recognizing that that might have been that shifting point or right. that, that turning point in your life where mm-hmm. things, you started looking at things differently and then exactly. different. Because that's one thing, you know, people say, I don't want to live in the past and I don't want to mm-hmm. go back. And I always tell my clients, well, when we're looking at previous events in our lives, it's not to relive the trauma mm-hmm. in a negative manner, but to say, okay, I went through situation A. And as a result of that, I lack trust right. or intimacy issues right. mm-hmm. or anxiety, depression. I isolate myself. Right. Those right. various different symptoms of how it changed yeah. the yeah. course of your life internally and externally as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. And I like that you started off by saying that sometimes what may show up in the therapy room is anxiety, depression, mm-hmm. anger. Right. And well, really what's underlying that is the trauma. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Right. So if someone isn't in therapy, right, they, or they're not necessarily, well, I guess, what are some signs yeah. that there is trauma in their past? Yeah. What like if somebody who's not a mental health professional mm-hmm. and they're like, we just been through some stuff, right? <laughs> how would they get fine? Right. right. Uh-huh. How would you? How, what are some symptoms, or what are what would be some concrete ways that they might identify? I may have some trauma that mm-hmm. ha- that is kind of this residual effect that is now limiting my life what yeah. might be some examples um you don't want to go around your family mm-hmm. you know like the avoidance mm-hmm. of certain people mm-hmm. places things mm-hmm. um codependency on your partner on other friendships and relationships so what does codependency look like for someone who's not a mental health oh sorry because some people might be like i just want to be with them all the time mm-hmm. but what, right. what is the difference between codependency and interdependence you know always looking for someone to validate you mm-hmm. give you direction mm-hmm. in your, your life where you don't feel secure and safe within yourself right. to make those choices and then stand firm mm-hmm in within your choices always kind of looking for that external mm-hmm. thing whether it's social media your partner your mm-hmm. family or kind of staying within the family norms of yes. what's expected mm-hmm. of you or societal norms as well not stepping outside of your box mm-hmm. as well because you are afraid of whatever that fear mm-hmm. is also another sign mm-hmm. that something traumatic has happened to mm-hmm. you as well yeah, mm-hmm. so, yeah. so yeah yeah, and then um, 
some of the physical that can show up mm-hmm. also, right, when trauma is, I think we talk about that a lot, is sometimes the responses that may happen when something trigger us mm-hmm. become just these involuntary responses, right. Right? Right. right? Yeah, so how our body shuts down even during trauma. And even some simple things, like I have some clients that, they can't go to the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Large crowds. Right, like right. if somebody, they're looking at a shelf, but somebody comes in from the side mm-hmm. that even resembles right, yeah. their perpetrator, yeah. they run. Yeah. Right. A hyper-awareness. Right. Yeah. You know, always being fearful that something mm-hmm. is going to happen mm-hmm. to you to be re-victimized right. again or have that same trauma happen to you again as well so mm -hmm, like you said the physical hyperventilating Mm -hmm. yeah you know sweating you know and it can be something as simple as um a color of a paint in a room or smell sound or smell yeah i had one particular client it was the clock tick Mm -hmm. tick 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 yeah because it brought her back to a moment where there was a sexual assault right and that was very traumatic right for her so it's back to identifying what the trauma is, your individual triggers yeah. as well. Yeah. And and it's, it's, it's always so interesting to me because I think that's where we miss it first is in the physical because we can be, mm-hmm. be disembodied. But you or know, dismissive. Or, or, yeah, right, right. It takes me back to this book. Grandma used to make this. Right. Da, 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 da. Mm-hmm. So being so aware of these triggers, mm-hmm. I think is so important. And even those small, subtle things, I always, a, a lot of people hold their trauma like up here mm-hmm. in their stomach. So I always tell my clients, when you feel the anxiety rising, where do you feel yes. it mm-hmm. in your yeah. body? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what? What's happening? Yeah. What's your physical? Because we go through life and we hold on to so many memories, thoughts, and feelings, mm-hmm. and also those physical responses. Right. So. I teach them about things like the body scan. Yeah. And a lot of people go, I didn't realize right. my shoulder has been hurting this whole time yeah. or something like that, you mm-hmm. know? And so we really have to get in tune with ourselves. Right. Because it's so easy to like be dismissive of pain, um, right. especially if um, just depending on your life and what you went through. But sometimes it's like, oh, that's not the big of a deal. It'll be okay. Right. right? Or right. If, if it comes and goes, you're just like, oh, it'll go away in a minute. Right. Like, not even paying attention to yeah. what made it come, though. Like, yeah. What's, yeah. what's causing it? What right. is prompting it? I got this. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm strong. I'm independent. <laughs> All that. Yeah. <laughs> and it's so easy to miss it, too, um, because, you know, I, I tell clients sometimes, sometimes you might struggle to feel it, right? Because yeah. trauma yeah. can get disembodied us. So if you don't feel anything, like sometimes people can feel shame, like, well, I don't feel oh, anything, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. um, so embarrassment, yeah. that's huge. Shame and embarrassment, I feel like sometimes are the top two that I see mm-hmm. within my clients where they don't even want to talk about it right. or address right. it mm-hmm. at all mm-hmm. because they blame themselves right. for putting, you know, for being in that situation, right. allowing it to happen, not speak up. Right. Whatever the case may be, so you even have to work through that initial response before you can get to the underlying stuff yeah. as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So when we talk about stability in trauma, like, right. what does that even mean? Yeah, <laughs> how do we stabilize when we're traumatized? <laughs> well, I think 
as a therapist, the number one thing that I do initially is a lot of clients are coming in for one thing mm -hmm. and they don't realize that that one thing is connected right. to something else. Right. So it's even, first of all, identifying how committed are you to therapy? Because mm -hmm. I don't want to open you up and you right. like, hit the heels running. Right, right, right. <laughs> so we, I really have to identify what the therapy process is what it embodies how it's going to work check in with me that kind of thing first then then throughout the trauma it's i always tell my clients it, it's not step one two three four five mm -hmm. bam you're done i yeah. wish yeah. <laughs> but it's yeah. what's in your toolbox mm -hmm. what's going to help you heal or what's going to help you cope while you're in the process right. of healing, yeah. you know, and I think you've talked about this before, developing your self-care mm -hmm. routine and making sure that that is solid. Right. So if you know you have a crazy week with therapy or you've had a crazy week prior and some things that come to the forefront of your mind, simple things like making sure your meal preps are done, mm -hmm. you know, making sure you have gas in the car, budgets done. What can you control? Right. You control? What can you control? That's your stability. Mm -hmm. You may not be able to control what your family is doing, some health issues or friendships, jobs, you know, family, husband, kids, all mm -hmm. of that stuff. But what can you control? What can you take mm -hmm. off of your plate where you know that's done, that's handled, I can then 100% focus on the trauma that's before me, or now I'm ready to work on previous trauma and sometimes mm -hmm. both. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. And 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 you know I, I I like what you had said about sometimes people may feel like they're ready, right? Mm -hmm. And and we've talked about this before that with trauma, it's it's a very delicate process. Right. I like what you were saying. It's not a one, two, three, boom. It's a delicate process and working through that. Mm -hmm. And really what you're highlighting is the first step is how do you stay grounded, mm -hmm. right? Like how do you, you know, right. learn to, to develop some of those skills that when you're going through this work, when you're right. mm -hmm. processing, you're able to stay grounded. Right. And the first thing, one of the first things that I ask and kind of like my assessment with my clients is, are your basic needs of life mm -hmm. met? You know, do you yeah. have somewhere stable to live, job, finances, yeah. or all of those things secure? Because if you're worried about your life bill, right. childhood trauma you're is the last thing right. on right. your mind. Right. You know, state, safety and stabilization exactly. is number one. Right. And then once those two things are taken care of, then you can go, mm -hmm. okay, whew, I'm ready. Yeah. yeah. That's an awesome point. Because I feel like when we're talking about minority communities, yes. Like we don't always <clears throat> put into context like what what else is going on around you mm -hmm. and how it may not be that I don't want to address it. It's just I have these other, other things, things that right. have to be addressed at this mm -hmm. moment. So yeah. I don't have the space to address these things right. and get over and let go and all that kind of stuff when I have mm -hmm. to focus on this other stuff. Yeah. And it's so easy to say like, oh, you just don't want the help or you just don't want to put it. It's like, no, I no. have other stuff going on Yeah. that take priority. Because it's like if all of those things are done, and then you're moving into addressing your trauma, but you come in for one thing and then you realize, oh, well, wait a minute. I didn't realize this, uh -huh. this, and he's like, oh, oh, I don't think I'm ready. Or mm -hmm. can I do this? Mm -hmm. So you have to be really concrete within self to know that I got me and I can do this for myself. Right. Mm -hmm. And even to the point of, I guess, recognizing that there's something going on, right? Mm -hmm. if, I, if I'm struggling to pay my bills, if I'm struggling with other things that are immediate right now, right. then I might not even incorporate my reaction to past trauma. 
Right. I might just put everything on what's happening right now. And right. So until you get to that place mm-hmm. of stability in those areas, it's right. going to be hard for you to identify like, oh, crap, there's still something else going on. Right. Yeah. Because yeah. if you're also having like financial issues, kid, you know, the inconsistency with a job for those basic needs of life, mm-hmm. where does that come from? Mm-hmm. Is that because you don't have that self-confidence mm-hmm. within self to take your career to the next level because you were put down mm-hmm. as a child? You didn't have that space to have your inner voice where your parents supported you through mm-hmm. that trauma. Mm-hmm. So it's all that connection together. Yeah. 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 And so why current things may not be going the way you want because they have a relation to past uh, past experiences. Right. Mm-hmm. Right, right, right. So what are some of your favorite resources? Yeah. So um, the there's a workbook get it on Amazon. It's the complex PTSD workbook. Okay. Uh, so it really talks about, like you said, what is trauma, the different types that you can avoid it, invasive symptoms, mm-hmm. how to heal, different things like that. The body keeps score mm-hmm. is a great book mm-hmm. as well. Um, for my clients that are like, I don't read. <laughs> There's a worksheet that I give to my clients. You can Google it. It's the 99 coping skills. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them when you're not <laughs> in like an anxiety situation, mm-hmm. go through that list, highlight, circle some things that you want to try. You know, reading a new book, finding a hobby, taking yourself shopping, the movies, different things like that. So when you're in a moment of high anxiety or depression, you already have a go-to. Mm-hmm. It's like be prepared right. before it gets to that point where you feel like you can't return. Yeah. Right. Well. Mm-hmm. right. I think that's right. a part of just a lot of therapy is like, yes, we help people when they're in crisis, but the goal is to get you the tools when you're not in crisis mm-hmm. so that you can be prepared for next right. time what right. happens. You don't go out mm-hmm. to get the bread and the water when the hurricane is Right. You can't go out right. at this time. Exactly. It can happen at any time. Right. You know, right. Especially when because a lot of clients will tell me, especially at that first, second session, that it feels like it's going to get worse before it gets better. Mm-hmm. And I always tell them, what's well, because a lot of the stuff that we discuss is, number one, things you've never shared with yeah. anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And some stuff you put back yeah. in right. your mind. Right. And so all the emotions come back yeah. with that as well. Mm-hmm. And that's such a good point because I think, you know, sometimes you'll hear people say, well, I feel worse after going to mm-hmm. right. Well, you feel it, the stuff that, <laughs> that you wasn't you trying to feel before, exactly. right? Exactly. And it, I've said it before, the, the healing process is is what we're often thinking about is the healed version of mm-hmm. ourselves. We're not thinking about the the us okay. in the process right. to get there, to get there, to yeah. get there right? Mm-hmm. Like, right. and that's what that's why you have skilled clinicians like yourself mm-hmm. who are prepared to be that anchor, to be that support until you're able to be that bride right. for yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Right. And I like what you said is that heal version. Because mm-hmm. I always ask my clients or have them define mm-hmm. what does healing look like right. for you? Right. right. Because that's different for yeah. everybody. Right. Mm-hmm. So you could be healed and don't even really know. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so right. Speak, exactly. Right? Yeah. yeah. So I had one client like, huh? Right. <laughs> like, you want me to what? Right. What does it look I, like? How do you know? How do you know, how you, know you got there? there? Yeah. Right. Because you could get there and keep going, right? And is it and and is what you're? Sometimes the goal is well, I just don't want to think about it, or I just don't want it to, you know. And it may be that you will continue to think about it in a way, but what we're doing is we're building that window of tolerance 
mm-hmm. for you to be able to not bolt mm-hmm. or right. to whatever whatever self-sabotaging habits you that before. at one point there mm-hmm. were coping skills and it got you through, but now they're limiting you in life. Exactly. So you're building up that window of tolerance to sit with that discomfort. Mm-hmm. And it may be that, I mean, when things, terrible things happen to us, yeah. it's, it's okay to be like, right. that sucks. Right. right. <laughs> you know? Right. To not have mm-hmm. any emotion with it sometimes. I the think. confusion. Mm-hmm. Like, why did that happen? Mm-hmm. How am I going to move on? Mm-hmm. And I always tell my clients, even the bad stuff has a purpose. Mm-hmm. Sometimes right. people are not ready to hear that. That's the next level of healing. Right. 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 <laughs> it may be 20 years from now you right. figure it out, yeah. but, but it yeah. has a purpose. And mm-hmm. then it can be part of your process in finding purpose in your pain. Right? Yeah. 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 Purpose yeah. in your pain. Yeah. But there are, there, there are levels to Of healing, course. Right? <laughs> yeah. and, you, and when you're able to get there and recognize how that actually works in your favor. Right. Because mm-hmm. I always, you know, it's unfortunate that a traumatic situation happened at the hands maybe of someone else. Right. But you, from that moment on, you have the right to put that power and control back into your life. Right, right. And I think that helps with self-love, right? Because mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard to love what you feel as a result of something traumatic. Right. right? And so once you kind of accept like, well, this could have helped you move into this direction, and this is why you're this type of person or passionate or whatever the case may right. be because mm-hmm. of that. And while yes, that shouldn't have had to happen, yeah. it helped you move into this space. Right. So exactly. you love yourself because yeah. you kind of love what's happening. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, yep. Exactly. Which is difficult. To do. So difficult. <laughs> One of my mentors and teachers would say that, like the first level of forgiveness, uh, it, which you know for me is synonymous with healing, is. You know, you forgive the other person, you kind of let go. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, the next level is where you're able to um, kind of thank mm-hmm. that, that that happened Happy. to you. Yeah. Like, Woo, that's that next that's line. That's that enlightened <laughs> <That's that laughs> <that laughs> stuff. Because I'm not thankful right, right now. Right, right. No, no, no. But I do think that, you know, there are people that I've, I've you know, where it's not, they're not, they're not happy that it happened to them, but they've been able to say, wow, because, like you said, yeah. because that happened, I'm, I'm now this person. Right. I'm not, that's given me a different level of compassion for others. And mm-hmm. so, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Those are goals. Yes. Right. <laughs> next level. That's next, next level. level. Goals. Yeah. Right. Let's work on just letting it go. Let's forgive about it. And then we can right. work on yeah. the hard side of yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which is possible. <laughs> it is it's possible. possible. It's possible. It is yes. possible. With a lot of work. Right. A lot right. of work. Yeah. In therapy and outside yeah. of therapy. So many well. paths to healing. Yes. Mm-hmm. So what, why do you think therapy is dope? Um, I'm glad you asked that question. <laughs> <laughs> no, that has a meaning behind it. So I was drinking coffee out of the therapy is dope mug yeah. one day. <laughs> and someone goes, dope, are you selling? And I'm like, oh, no. Yeah. no, no here we go. But, you therapy know, I think dope. it's also... <laughs> Because like the mug, it's an attention grabber. Mm-hmm. It makes like, well, what, well, what do you do as a therapy? Mm-hmm. Why is therapy dope? Mm-hmm. Why does it have that negative stigma mm-hmm. attached right. to right. it? Because it makes you a better person. Right. It takes you to that next level Absolutely. of healing. And then within the minority community, a lot of people use that lingo to express something mm-hmm. for a positive perspective. Yeah. Sure, sure. So I think that's why therapy. It's dope. Not right. Right. Yeah. So what makes you a dope therapist? Um, because I've been through that next level of healing. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have always said that I became a therapist because I knew, I know that everything that I've been through in my life was not for me. Mm. It can't be. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want it to be. Right. It has to be for the help. Right. Yeah. So, like you said, when I sit on that side of the couch, I can identify yeah. with my clients and go, oh yeah, I know yeah. what that's like. Yeah, and mean it, not yeah. from a textbook, right. or, you know, a class that I sat in, but from my own personal right. experience. Yeah. And then I also know what it's like to go through those traumatic situations and feel alone. Yeah, and not feel like you have one person in your corner mm-hmm. that say you got this. Right. It's gonna be okay. It's right. possible, you know. Yeah. And so those are my top two as to why okay. I became a therapist. I I yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. Own it. Yes. Own it. <laughs> <laughs> you are therapist. Thank you so much for yeah. doing yeah. Thank and you. for your continued support because you you're you another one. Of day one. one. She day one. Day one. one. You were sitting in Oakwood with me and Jane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. today as well and contact me because okay. I'm in the Instagram list. oh yeah sorry <laughs> <laughs> the Instagram is growth and wellness uh, CC uh, so you can follow me ampersand no you can't do no, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah okay, okay. We definitely you are, put that in show notes. your practice is in the Woodlands right in the Woodlands Texas yeah. on Fridays for right now okay, okay. we're gonna yes. get you there both times <laughs> right. thank you guys so much You're I appreciate welcome. it yeah. thank you we appreciate yeah. you thanks media at Melanin and Mental Health, Melanin Health on Twitter. Go to melaninandmentalhealth.com to find a dope therapist like Shirley. Um, and, and your therapy is dope mug. And, and your therapy is yeah. dope mug and shirt and the new shirts we just put up, which is like boundaries is self-care. Woo-hoo. And I'm Afro, I'm Latinx, and I exist. Yes. So make sure y'all go check out our merchandise. We're adding new merchandise every week. And I think that's it. Yay! Thank Woo. you. Bye. Thank you.